yes, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are here for Season 2, Episode 34. That is Episode 84 overall, if you're keeping track at home. And who wore number 84? Oh, let's see. Well, Shannon Sharp wore it at one point, but I'm going to go with Andre Reed, the uh, quiet, mostly forgotten member of... <laughs> four losing <laughs> bill super bowls he really was he was in a in a team in a league that was very short pass slash run heavy andre reed was the guy they they went to on third down yes so uh you know that's at one point the bills were a really good team they were until they went to the super bowl and they you, stopped you know but. what's funny is that if you if you if you've played tech mobile or super tech mobile yes You've played because that was around the era they were really good. So even the ones where they didn't have names on it, if you were playing um, number eighty four, was you know it would just say eight, player eighty four. It was it was Andre Reed, and uh, you know back then like five of the eight plays went to Thurman Thomas. Yes, and what's funny about that to me is that's exactly how they played the game. It is the only <laughs> team that it's an actual actual accurate representation of how their offense worked. I don't think there was a single no. play that went to the tight end. No. It was it was no. like it's like five plays to Thurman <laughs> Thomas and then two deep print passes and that was it. And that's what those were your choices. So one thing I remember about Tech Mobile, the original Tech Mobile, the only team that can block a kick was the Giants. But you could do it every time, coming yes, right up the middle. Every time, but it was only the Giants. Every time, you could just come right up the middle, you rush the backup guy, and he just came straight over the top, and you just dove when the kicker started to move, and you could block it every single time. So, But first, let's start where we always start. Craig has handed me a can wrapped in a can cozy, so you're going to have to do the intro this week while I drink All a right, beer. This is a uh, one-pint can by Beard. Uh, that's B-E-E-R apostrophe D. Yes. They are in Connecticut. This is called Clever Twitter Name. It's a <clears throat> double New England IPA, uh, New England style double IPA. It's a double dry hopped, right? Double dry DDH? Hop. Yes. And they are in Stonington, Connecticut. Britt is thinking. Well, Britt's gassy. That first gulp really. <laughs> that's too much air. I, I I think I did. I think I just took it too fast. Um... <laughs> oh, so many jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Try another sip. Yeah, I think I got it. I got try, it. You try go ahead and do your one. bush I'm... thing. All right. Go ahead. Bush. Okay. He's thinking. All right. The hops are present but mild. There's that gas again. Um, I don't want to belch right into the mic. Present but mild. It it tastes like an IPA. It does not taste like a double. The juiciness. No, the juiciness is really at the end. Yes. And usually double dry hops have a really strong hop profile you can taste hops above no, all else not in this you this, can smell it this is like the hops are there but they're they're not front and center that's it <clears throat> they're not the star of the show the juiciness no, is that's it i feel like i just bit an orange it's it's very ipa up front it's very juicy on the back and in the middle there's a little bit of hops um oh fiona's into the studio hi fee yep and she's gonna she's sit here, here and stare at us like what are you guys doing here You've only been doing this for the last two years. The cat's still confused. Um, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it. It's like one of those mashup performances at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> it is. Where they like bring out Queen and everybody's like, oh my God. You know what? Here it is. Okay. Okay. When they did the tribute to Freddie Mercury. Right. When they did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. It was all the members of Queen. Obviously, Freddie Mercury was no longer with us. Right. They brought out Elton John to sing Bohemian Rhapsody with Queen playing live on stage. There's a great YouTube video of this. When they get 
past the whole bridge section and they do that whole so you're going to love me and leave me to die section. Right. Axel Rose comes out of nowhere off backstage and screams that whole section into a mic and then tones it down and sings out the rest of the song with Elton John. Axel Rose was not the attraction. <laughs> he was not the centerpiece of the song, but he is clearly there because he is throwing himself around the stage in a kilt. <laughs> Axl Rose is the hops in this beer. You came to see Queen, you heard Elton John, and Axl Rose showed up. You came for an IPA, you wanted the juiciness, and then the hops just kind of showed up a little bit. That's the best analogy. I can. This is if you if you like if you would like an IPA that's not very hoppy, a juicy IPA that's not very hoppy, doesn't have that strong hop flavor. This is probably for you. My wife would probably love this. My wife is getting into the hops. But she does not like stuff that smacks you in the face hops. I think that she would like this a great deal. Right. And I'll say this. I've had two sips of it, and I can already feel it going to my head. Wow. It worked right around the dinner in my stomach. It, it has it just, the it has the Disney Fast Pass. It just skipped and went right to your liver. It just went straight into my... It just rode Space Mountain twice while you were waiting in line for an hour and a half. So... All right, then. All right. On to all the many things that are happening, which isn't that many things, but there yeah. are. Right. Burning hot take questions, Craig. You want to start or you want to you want to go second to this this uh, week? What do you want to I'll, do? I'll go second. Okay, I'll go second. Number one. This is episode thirty-four. Right. And I accidentally closed the link. Oh, online. start oh, over. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Start but over. You know what? We'll go with question the first then. Okay. <laughs> so we have we have a well. I pull this other stuff up. We have a signing. Uh, I believe it happened yesterday. Okay. A good friend of mine. Um, I, he used to talk about him all the time. The guru used to talk about him all the time on the radio. Charles Clay, formerly of the Buffalo Bills. Somebody signed him? Someone gave Charles Clay. A job? See, seri- Seriously, Charles Clay. I can't even say his name because this beer just <laughs> went straight to my brain beats. Charles Clay, who the guru calls once a month Chuck. Because <laughs> Pretty much. once a month, he's fantasy relevant. So in an average fantasy season, he's going to have four good games, and they're usually spread out monthly. Um once a month, Chuck signed a one-year, $3.25 million deal to be the new tight end in Arizona. Oh, what happened? Question to... Well, what, go ahead. Finish that thought. What happened to uh, Ricky Seals? Ricky Seals-Jones is still on the roster. Oh. <laughs> Question to Craig, because yeah. that's where this is going. All right. Good signing. Signing because Ricky Seals-Jones stinks. Warning shot at Ricky Seals Jones. It's a one-year deal. Is this the I, new sheriff's way of saying, "Listen, know, son, you got to catch some passes." I guess we can. This can like go into another conversation we're going to have. But I think Arizona's looking to kind of undo what they did last year. So I think that's part of it. You know, this could be this could be to get Ricky Seals Jones to you know perform. But in his defense, he was not in the best offense. Uh, no, the offense was horrendous. Didn't have the best quarterback, and you know we won't mention that running back who didn't finish in the top ten. No, so. he did not. And I, I'm working <laughs> on that, by the way. Just as a quick aside, um, I don't know if we'll get to it or not, but we are definitely looking at uh, doing a year in review. Britt was right. Uh, Britt and Craig were right. Britt and Craig were wrong. Where we, you know, I believe of the top ten quarterbacks, we only got like four, but of the top ten running backs, fantasy wise, we got like seven. Nice. So yeah. Nice. And that guy was one of the ones we missed because even though we were screaming that David Johnson couldn't be trusted, we still had him at four. We did. As a consensus pick because we couldn't 
we didn't in know. good conscience like, drop him lower, but we were also screaming, don't waste a top pick on David Johnson. And we were right. But here's the thing. Does the changes going on in Arizona favor a David Johnson revival in 2019? He got better as the year went on. He got I mean, closer to the top 10. There was a point where he was QB 32. I'm sorry, RB 32. He was, was down there. He was not even a third string. He was barely a flex option. And he came on late. 2019, never know. But I'm, I'm straying yeah. from the question. Right. Charles Clay, right. does, this, does, does this help his fantasy value? Does it hurt his fantasy value? What do you think? Uh, you know, there's there's rumblings about they're, they're already going to change their quarterback. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I put it, I don't know, probably like 80-20 that, you know, maybe he'll re- try to revive his career, provided he does not get hurt. Now, he is injury prone. Who's that? Clay. Clay. Well, that's the thing. Clay does miss a lot of time. He's very inconsistent in his production. And I can tell you right now, his uh, last touchdown was in week three of the 2017 season. So he didn't catch any touchdowns this year. Not a one. No. Not a one. He's all yardage and volume. So the question becomes, is he going to get the volume in Arizona? I don't think he's going to. Uh, no, he's not. And, and that's that's the thing. He doesn't catch touchdowns. He, does, he just doesn't. No. So it, it's all about volume for him. So, all right. Question to you. Uh, so my question is again, you know, we, this can become a whole topic. Um, what the hell is Antonio Brown doing? Is he yes. going, is he going, you think he's going to wind up in, at the, in the 49ers? I think at he this point, I think he is, does he just not care and just doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh anymore. Yes, that's correct. Cause allegedly he had a meeting with the owners. Yes. And they decided they were going to part ways. It was right. a good meeting. He said they, it was all a good decided, meeting. Yeah, they, they decided it was over. Yeah. So now, but he still can't because they have to trade him. Correct. They, he can't decide. He can't just say, oh, yeah, I want to go to the 49ers. Well, you know, he could wind up on the Jets. <laughs> further, if the Steelers really want to be jerks about this, before the meeting happened, he posted on Twitter. He didn't ask me anything mm-hmm. thing. And somebody said somebody asked him about being traded. And he went, absolutely want to be traded. Team interested team should call me. That would be a violation of the collective bargaining agreement under the tampering <laughs> clause. <laughs> I cannot, if Craig is under contract, let's use your cat. Your cat Fiona is under contract. Yes. I cannot call Fiona and say, are you sick of playing for Craig? Come play for me. I have to call Craig first. I have to say to Craig, I would like to acquire Fiona. Can I call her? If Craig says no, I cannot talk to the player. If Craig says, yeah, I'd be willing to trade Fiona, give, give, give her a call. And then I can call Fiona and say, okay, what would you want in terms of a contract? Would you want to come to my city? We'd love to do this, blah, blah. but you need that permission. So Antonio Brown saying, call me. Skips is, that whole section. <laughs> yes. Now, again, after their meeting, they probably said, all right, we'll give your agent um, permission to talk. In which case, they can, you can talk to whoever he wants. They still have to work out a deal, but they can talk. Until that permission is given, you can't just say, call me. You're not a free agent. You're not. Your rights are owned. He doesn't either. He either doesn't care or doesn't seem to understand how this process works. He's also shooting himself in the foot. Supposedly, after his little Instagram post where he described himself as what, like Daddy Big Chest or something or like something that. Something like that. He didn't want to be called AB. Call me Daddy Big Chest. I'll tell you. I'll call you Daddy <laughs> Dumbass because that's shooting yourself in the foot. At least one team has supposedly told NFL scout uh, or NFL scouts have told one team, yeah, their team's out. They no longer have any interest in AB. The more he makes this a sideshow the more he scares off teams that don't absolutely need him. I heard a guy call into NFL radio today and start talking about how the Saints should put together a package to trade for him. No. Why? Why on earth would you do that? 
They have Michael Thomas. Who is exactly the <laughs> same freaking player in terms of size and ability. Why and would you attitude. do that? Exactly. He has none of the attitude. You're going to put Antonio Brown on the other side of the field for Michael Thomas and expect that to work? That's not going to work at all. No, not unless Michael Thomas suddenly decides to double his, right. or cut his 40 time so in who, half. Who would you say were the top team, top three teams that would need an Antonio Brown caliber player? Oh, top three? Top three. I'll tell you mine while you think. Go ahead. I'm going to think about it. <clears throat> the Jets. Okay. As in need, they need a number one receiver. Yes. Arizona <clears throat> and Miami. Miami was the first those, one that popped in my head. Those three teams all need a number one receiver. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going to go Jacksonville. And then number three, because we all know how much I love talking about Jerry Jones, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Really? Even with, um, what's his name there? Who? Who is so good they can't... What's his name from the Raiders that my brain just blanked on? Oh, now my name. The one they signed. <laughs> the one they traded the first round pick for. Right. Even still, I think he's... I think... I think Brown would trump that. And we all know Jerry Jones loves showmanship. He does. Jerry Jones brought T.O. in. Amari oh, <clears throat> Cooper. Amari Cooper. I also don't think Amari Cooper's staying power is that good. So they have Amari Cooper, Alan Hearns, and then Cole Beasley, and then my voice trails off. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they announced this week they are not going to uh, use the option of Terrence Williams. He's gone. He's no, gone. Really? Yeah. It just took him four years or three years to do it, but they're not going to exercise the option. Hmm. So, yes, <clears throat> they he, could do, he could even go there. With, um, even with Bell. I think they still have to trade. Like, he's not a free agent either. He is. Is he officially? Le'Veon Bell, they declined. They said this week they will not use the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell. And as a result, he will become a free agent. When the league year begins, he will be a free agent. So, um, that's, that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that they could have franchised him. Right. The Steelers said, here was the problem with it. I don't know the exact number. This, if you franchise somebody, and the guy walks through your door and goes, okay, you have to pay him the franchise number for a year. The Steelers could not afford the franchise number. Oh, okay. They simply couldn't. So they can't use a tag. Because if they use the tag and he walks through the door and goes, where's the pen? You're obligated under league rules to let him sign that contract. Oh, all right. And that's guaranteed <clears throat> money under the franchise tag. Okay? there's NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Franchise money is guaranteed for that one year that it happens. So they would have to take the cap hit, which means they would have to like cut three other players or restructure other players to make it happen, and that's not going to happen. So that's why they said they are not going to franchise tag Le'Veon Bell. Okay. So Le'Veon Bell is going to become a free agent. All right, and then we'll see where he winds up. I've heard whispers. I've heard whispers. Put on the tinfoil hat, folks. Okay, I'll get it. What if there was a team out there? What if there was a team out there that had enough money to trade for Antonio Brown and sign Le'Veon Bell? team to get both of them you're telling me there's a, t- there's a team that would be willing to put up with both of them yes um is right. there maybe i don't know i didn't think i didn't i couldn't see them on the same team again miami miami's got bigger problems they have no offense whatsoever signing them doesn't help them it's one extra win right but who is a running back and a wide receiver away from serious contention right now <coughs> kansas city <laughs> I don't want them. Oh, I just scared the cat. Just scared the cat. She cat heard like that, that call. Um, no, I don't want them to sign them. But so with, you would take Brown over? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm saying, what's a team that's a serious number one at running back and wide receiver away from being great? And it's the Kansas City Chiefs is an example of that. What about Green Bay? Green Bay could use them because <clears throat> they have no one now. I keep seeing that the Patriots are going to actually sign for. Uh, they're trying to. They're going after Odell. I've heard Talking Odell Beckham receivers. wants out. I've heard he wants out of the Giants, but 
That's beside the point. All right. So All right. I don't even remember what the question was. It was where would Antonio Brown wind up? Oh, okay. Up? <laughs> There's a number of places he can wind up. I think we got to wait and see how it happens. But I'll tell you right now, I don't think they're going to get market value for the more he talks and the more he posts weird stuff on the internet, the lower the price tag goes. And right now I'm hearing the price tag is two second rounders for really? one of the best wide receivers in the game. <sighs> nah. It still feels high to me. I think a second and a it fourth. It does now. It does How now. Been playing? Five years? I have no idea. Too long. Probably five long. years-ish. So, all, all right, right. Question to third. Okay. All right. So this is where I was going initially, and I accidentally closed my list. Okay. So this is episode 34. Right. A lot of famous players wore number 34, including Earl the Pearl Campbell, Walter Payton, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, <laughs> and Thurman Thomas. Okay. Let's take Joe Perry out of the equation because I don't think he belongs here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, Thurman Thomas. You have to draft one for your fantasy team, height um, of their career. Walter Go. Payton. Sweetness. Yeah. Really? Didn't score a touchdown on the Super Bowl, but it's all right. Who cares? He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. The guy's got a statue. <laughs> Thurman Thomas ain't got no statue. He does not. I don't know what Earl Campbell's doing well, right that now. Well, that was an easier conversation than I thought. Um... <laughs> I, you know, it's hard Who to would you pick. I don't know. I, I'm leaning you towards. Take, you would take Thurman Thomas? I'm leaning towards Thurman Thomas. I mean, part of me wants to go with Earl Campbell because he was a Houston Oiler during a time where running the ball was all you could do and he was great at it. True. I mean, there was a time where 10 men in the box was considered defense. That was it. <laughs> That's all you did. That's right. You know, um, so I don't know. that. I got to agree, though. I got to agree. All right. Well, that was an easier section, right. I thought. All right. On to our main story this week. All right, on to our main story this week. So sure. last week we talked about the dysfunction in the AFC North. This week I want to talk about the dysfunction in the NFC North. Okay. I'm going to make a statement <laughs> that is 100% factually true. And everyone listening Sean? to this. Yes. Okay. Everyone listening to this needs to come to terms with the fact that this is factually true. Okay. This is not fake news. Sitting. This is not bad reporting. This is none of that. This is an actual fact, as in it can be verified and is undisputed in its veracity. <laughs> okay. The Chicago Bears won the division in 2018. They did. Over the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Over the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Also appearing in this film, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> what the holy hell happened in the NFC North this year? <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers got hurt and it was never the same. He has not been the same since his first injury, what, three years ago? Yeah, no. He has been, they've been bad. They've been rotated. They've been on a revolving door of running backs forever. But that's always been that way. No, I mean, yeah. I feel like this. the past two years, it's been worse. It's been worse. It's been worse. Because instead of instead of having like three running backs, they've had like six. Yes. So. Ty Montgomery is not a running back. Well, technically he is. According, yeah. He's not. But he's not. And the, and the Vikings, I don't know what happened to them. They just... Let's, all right, so so Green Bay's a mess. What does Green Bay need to do in 2019 to be relevant? They need a running back because <clears throat> I don't think, because of his injury, Aaron Rodgers isn't the same. Only because I feel like, you know, again, once someone gets hurt like that severely, it's always in the back of your head, and that affects your judgment. And this is what any player. So we're going to be having this conversation a year from now about Alex Smith yes. because he plans on coming back from this injury, and he's going to miss the entirety of 2019. Yeah. So... So who are they going to get to replace him? They're going to use this use art. That <laughs> we will discuss during the <laughs> NFC East roundup at some point. Um, <clears throat> let's just say the short answer to that is Colt McCoy. <laughs> we have to hope that something happens between now and then. I've even heard Josh Rosen's name floated over there. 
Yeah, just which think, is another that's topic. That's a whole other topic we can get oh into. Oh my god, there's so much to talk about. I love the fact that we can go in depth on this stuff during the off season because I don't have to sit here and scream about the 12.3 points <laughs> that uh, Stefan Diggs is gonna score. So, um, where, where, where were we? God, this the Packers. Scoring. Okay, Packers. Yeah, I agree. Um, their defense is average at best. They have no offense, and it's hard to say for the Packers. It's very hard to say. But they do. They have a very limited offense. Aaron Rodgers is not helping them right now, and they need to make some changes. Let's shift to Minnesota. What went wrong in Minnesota? Their <clears throat> their defense fell apart. Case Keenum experiments over, maybe. I don't know. Well, not Case Keenum. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, sorry. Keenum's in L.A., and he might be looking for a new home. <laughs> yeah. Or no, sorry, not L.A., Denver. 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 And I'm here, and he's looking Actually, for all home. these quarterback experiments might be over. <laughs> Joe Flacco's in Denver now. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Joe Flacco leads the Broncos to a Super Bowl. No, but you're Case Keenum, <laughs> and you hear through the wire that you guys they've acquired Joe Flacco. How crappy is your life at that moment? What do you do? You got replaced by Joe Flacco. That is a kid yeah. in being not only the last kid picked for kickball in fifth grade, <laughs> but they picked the asthmatic kid who eats dandelions before they picked you. Yeah, then I guess, you know, maybe he winds up in Miami. Miami. Miami's going to be a huge landing spot for someone. <laughs> they're going to give someone a dump truck full of money to be their quarterback. Well, if they're smart, they'll give four different people dump trucks full of money, and they might actually win eight games. Maybe. So <clears throat> that so there, they drive a dump truck full of money up to Antonio Brown and up to uh, Le'Veon Bell. They sign a Case Keenum-level quarterback. Are they relevant immediately? They could be. I don't know how good their offensive line is. There's the other thing. You can upgrade so. skill positions all you want. The offensive line and stuff matter. All right, so Minnesota, let's let's face it. Stefan Diggs is never going to be better than a wide receiver three slash flex option. He's going to have great weeks, and he is going to have one catch yeah, for two easy, yards. He's weeks. either all or nothing because he's their deep threat. Adam Thielen, there was, there was the first sign that we should have been worried. Adam Thielen is not the best wide receiver in the league. But he's the best wide receiver in Minnesota. Yes, but that's, He's the reason that's why worrisome. Cinch won our league. <laughs> that's worrisome. So if you and I put together a team between you, me, and your cat, and we and the three of us form a football team, right. you're you're ab- absolutely you're the best wide receiver on that team. Fiona's got no hands. Yeah, she doesn't have thumbs. I'm fat and slow. You're the best <laughs> wide receiver on the team. That does not make you a good wide receiver. No offense. That's valid, no, that's a very valid point. You didn't play wide out in, in high school, did you? No, I didn't. What did you play in high school? Uh, offensive, defensive tackle. Wow, you played both ways? Yeah. Iron we had, Man. We had to. There's only like 25 well, people on the team. <laughs> yeah, you went to a high school where not everyone knew how to put the helmet on the right way. And that's not that's a joke, a, folks. No, that's not a joke. That that's, really happened. That that that, that happened. So, uh, which is, is a great segue to say hi, Deb, because I think we forgot that last week. So, um, Minnesota. Okay, so there's your first problem. The wideouts are talented, but Cousins had no idea how to use them. The backfield, no one can stay healthy. No. What was that? Latavius Murray was there, hurt all the time. What the hell is, what's that guy's name? Oh, God, I drafted him. <laughs> the guy who got hurt in his rookie year and came back last year and was like, eh. Well, he was still hurt last year. And he was still hurt last year. What the hell's going on behind me? Uh, there's probably a cat. The cat is back here pulling at my at my uh, bag. Dalvin yeah. Cook. Thank you. I drafted Dalvin Cook. And, and Would you is... like to know their, their backfield? Ready? Yeah. Dalvin Cook. Ugh. Latavius Murray, Ugh. CJ Ham, and Amir Abdullah. <laughs> Amir Abdullah's on the Vikings? As of right now. For now. That could always change. <laughs> Not for long. I'll be bagging groceries. 
Let me tell you how bad my pick of Dalvin Cook in the second round was. How bad was it? My first round pick was was Leonard Fournette. How well that was good. No, no, it wasn't good. <laughs> I I took them at the turn. I had the last pick in the draft this year, which almost got us kicked out of the restaurant because I'd had a few drinks and I was like, yeah! And, and the <laughs> and my brother was like, "Will you shut up? You're gonna get kicked out of here." Okay, sorry. Support me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we were in a room by ourselves. Yeah, but we were up above people, so I'm sure sound traveled. Yeah. Anyway, we um. So I made that pick the last week of the season. They were doing this whole losers week promotion on Sirius fantasy radio they wanted to hear from the losers the people who did terrible <laughs> stupid things and they were doing these intros okay did you did you pass over uh i'm trying to think of a good example did you pass over todd Gurley in your nfl draft call us things like that did you take uh david johnson too high call us <laughs> well, one of them was you're sadder than a guy who drafted Fournette Cook back to back. And I went, I drafted Fournette Cook back to back. Oh, I seriously felt like the worst fantasy owner in the history of sports. And that comes from a guy who once spent a, a number one pick on Warren Moon. So that was actually, you know, when I joined the league, Warren Moon was my first pick. Yeah, but did you pick him one overall? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. And now we run a podcast. No wonder no See one that? listens to us. No wonder no wonder <laughs> people was like twenty five years ago. No wonder prognosticators on Twitter make fun of our podcast. I uh, uh well we were right about David Johnson just saying. Yeah, that's true. We were just right we definitely we were right about a lot of stuff this year. Um and we were right to, to doubt um, a lot of people. But I was wrong about Fournette and Cook. Well that's you know, it's injuries, man. You can't you can't predict that. It happens, you can't and this is why we drink. That's right. Here's another thing we were right about. What's that? Um, you remember a guy called Josh Rosen? Yeah. He's a quarterback, right? Yeah. In Arizona. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the rumors that Arizona might... Are, are you moving topic, though, before we finish with the NFC North? I'm not done making oh, fantasy right. NFC we North talk, We didn't talk about Detroit. Or the that's Bears. What do the Bears have to do to try and not to continue to be relevant? Okay, listen. Detroit yeah. is a total rebuild. So Matt Stafford experiment is over. It may not be over, but it's not going to be effective. Would Matt Stafford work in Miami? No. No? Why not? Because he's bad. He throws for 5,000 yards every year. Because he throws 5,000 passes every year. I have finally come to terms with this. Matt Stafford <laughs> is never going to be a top 10 quarterback again. It's just not going to happen. He's not What if you good. give Matt Stafford Antonio Brown? No. Don't think so? No, I think he's too inaccurate. He's got a great arm. He's a great physical. He just doesn't have the brain for the game. I just don't think he does. No, I think his biggest problem, I think, was a coaching change. So here's what Detroit's going to do. Well, that's but that's the thing. Matt Nagy's a freaking offensive genius. No way. He's in uh, Chicago. Who did? Wrong who's guy. in Detroit? The guy from uh, uh, New England. Oh, yeah. The guy who looks like Bluto. And he's a defensive guy. All right. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Matt Patricia. Thank you. Um, yeah. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to upgrade everything but quarterback. Then they're going to go out and find a franchise quarterback. Three or four years from now, if Detroit isn't stupid and people stay healthy, they'll be really good. But they need everything on offense. Everything. And their defense is very bad, too. I think yeah, they're bottom they're on the 10. They're on the field a lot. <laughs> they're tired. So, you know what? All right. So then what do the what do the Bears need? Do the Bears need Antonio Brown? Because uh, their running backs are pretty solid. They need to improve on the one-two punch of the running backs. They need the running backs to be feared like they are feared in like New Orleans. I mean, I know Ingram's going to move now, but everyone yeah. worried about... I mean, the reality is, even in timeshares, 75% of the league, the backup running back comes in and people relax. 
Let's go back to Kansas City before <laughs> Kareem Hunt, who we still haven't talked about signing. No, we could. We'll, we can. And we can get to what, that. Cleveland? That's a whole yeah. other thing. We'll, we have. We that that might be an entire episode. <laughs> Kareem Hunt jogs off the field, and Spencer Ware jogs in back there, and everyone backs off the line of scrimmage. It is not a straight run play. New Orleans, Kamara jogs off, and Ingram jogs in. No one moves. It's still screen potential. It's still potentially it's for still, a handoff. Yeah. Every play is still on the table. That is not the majority of the teams in the NFL. And Chicago has an opportunity to develop that kind of, it doesn't matter who's on the field between Jordan Howard and what. Cohen. And thank you. I was, I was just about to say, who's that guy? They have that potential. They have two guys. They both can be thunder and lightning and they need to develop that. I don't even know who their wideouts are off the top of my head. Uh, Allen, right? No, and then yeah, some he's other hurt people. all year, right? Yeah, I, I just I or Robinson. Oh yeah, Robinson. Rob, Allen Robinson's Rob- the one I'm thinking. Think, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting. He's got great potential, but he's got a. Do they need another quarterback? No, Trubisky can get the job done if you can get him. Reli- he's a game manager. He is a he's young, a new Joe Flacco. I was just gonna say he's a young <laughs> Joe Flacco. That's exactly the words I was about to say. And Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. He did. Never forget, folks. Two harsh truths on you this week. The <laughs> Chicago Bears won the North, and the Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl ring. Um, yeah, I, I think he can get the job done, and he could be a decent game manager, and he could possibly improve into a franchise quarterback, but you need to have the pieces around him. Defensively, Chicago needs to get better, too. They have not been good since Erlocker retired. They just need to, they need to make some changes, so... All right, let's move on. Right. You were about to bring up a great point before I said, what the hell are you doing? Right. So you remember how when the draft happened and then Josh Rosen got drafted? Oh, yeah, he was, he was salty. He was, he was all salty and pissy and whiny about, oh, I'll show them they passed over me. Nah. Well. <laughs> Just make that sound again. Nah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he went 3-13 uh, and 13 in Arizona. He showed them. He sure showed them. No, granted, uh, it's a... It's a team sport. It's a team, I know that. And there's always an adjustment. There first year is. head coach, first time starting quarterback, a lot of adjustment. You had Larry Fitzgerald and no one else threw the ball to. That was it. I mean, I, I think I think the reason you saw improvement out of the running back, David Johnson, was because he started off struggling and had to figure it out. Right. But he did. He figured it out. So here's the thing. They have the number one pick. Yeah. There are rumors afoot that... The Cardinals are going to draft Kyler Murray. I've heard they're very who's interesting. A Kyler quarterback, Murray. Kyler Murray. What's uh, what happened? Murray or Murphy? Murray. Okay, thank you. So what what happens? That would mean they would have if they drafted him, they would have Kyler Murray, who would get about six million his yeah. first year. Josh Rosen, yeah, who they owe eight million to. Right. Sam Bradford, they owe five million. Sam to. Sam Bradford's going to get cut before the league year starts. And then Mike Glennon, who they owe three million to. They're going to keep So that's $22 million in quarterbacks. <laughs> they are going to trade Rosen if they want to go so? Murray. He's no a new, question. He's the new, uh, well, who got traded when they got drafted? Hmm. Ah, never mind. Go on. You're the GM. Right. You take Josh Rosen. Yep. He goes 3-13. and 13. <laughs> Yep. You're like, You're nah. so bad that you have. <laughs> By the way, the number one pick in the draft, three wins, that's an improvement. Cleveland that's have true. been zeros or ones the last couple of years. <laughs> that's a valid point. That's a that's an improvement. Um, at three wins, you're the number one pick. Franchise quarterback, the guy you've got that you drafted and went three and thirteen, or this five tool player 
that everyone raves about is a mobile quarterback can throw on the run. Looks a little bit more Patrick Mahomes than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a new flavor of the NFL. He really is. He really is. And then this is this is the run and shoot all over again. Remember when everyone was drafting the nest Steve McNair? Yes. Do you remember? I mean, don't don't ever forget what's his name from um Michael Vick was the next Steve McNair. He was the next level up in that running offense. And aside from the fact that he went to jail, it kind of <laughs> kind of petered out. At some point, someone will counter it. That's right. Don't ever forget. In the mid nineties, the run and shoot was it. It was play action was expected. It wasn't something that and happened. I remember for a season there was a whole <clears throat> running the option wildcat. Yes. That the Wildcat th- came after that. The Wildcat <laughs> was the thing. You got third and 11, no problem. Put your freaking defensive back behind the center. It's okay. <laughs> You're going to shift three times. There's going to be four <laughs> different guys, and then he's going to he's gonna snap the ball to his right to the tight end who's going to run 27 yards. It, it worked for like three weeks. Until people figured it out. That's where we are. Patrick Mahomes and his style of no-look passing, quick release, I can run at any time. I have the decision making to say, screw this. I'm going to run instead of a pass, which is deception. Right. It's all deception. The fact that there are plays in the Kansas City book that are <laughs> Pat Mahomes chooses in the moment to run or to pass. Not like I dropped back. No one's open. I'm going to scramble. Patrick Mahomes get under center and goes, yeah, I'm going to run for this one. Because what happens when you when you when you have a cold run? Wide receivers always tip their hat. Always tip it. They start to block. They don't run as fast. Kansas City tells their wide receivers, we're going to pass. And so everybody bolts down the field. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes already has in his head, I'm running this. It's Eventually, it's going to get sniffed out. Someone on the defensive side of the ball is going to come up with a counter. Until that happens, it is the flavor of the month. I want youth. I want strength. I want speed. And Kyler Murray is all of those things. And Josh Rosen is not. He is not. He is a pocket passer who has the mobility of Brett Favre now. <laughs> Brett Favre couldn't scramble an egg hey, when he, he did played. did that commercial for jeans or copper yeah. tone yeah. or whatever Copper toner things. And did or you ever watch cop- that? Yeah, the copper um, braces. Yeah, and he took three steps back doing it and got sacked, just like he did in his playing days. <laughs> so, no, it's not. This is the flavor of the month. So what Arizona has to decide is how they're going to best maximize this pick. There is no clear, as far as I can tell, and I'm not Mel Kuyper, and I'm not my brother. We need to get Adam in here for this part. This is a very defensive-heavy draft. There's Do you no... need defense in Arizona? Eh, they weren't horrible. Is there somebody worthwhile in an area you need at the one pick? Is there a Jadavian Clowney? I don't know Arizona well enough. But I, and neither maybe. do I, but I don't think there's there's no glaring need that there's a huge star out there for. That's the thing. There is no Jadavian Clowney sitting at this draft where you can sit there and go, that guy is amazing. He is a once every 10 or 15 year talent. Let's go grab him. When was a, and, and what's Clowney? Clowney plays defensive tackle? Uh, I think so. Or lineman? What was the, since, since Clowney came out and that, and he's a free agent this year, he may be franchise tagged. So who has come out in the defensive front who has been as successful or as, oh my God, we need him as Jadavian Clowney? Nobody. Recently? Yes. Since Clowney. Nobody. In six or seven years, we have not had another Jadavian Clowney. And I'm not saying he's the end-all, be-all, but he is an amazingly talented dude. Amazingly talented. And he's been hindered by injury. I get that. This doesn't exist in this draft. This draft is a very 
middle of the road. Everyone is rated between 75 and 90. There's not a lot of 95 plus players. So Murray's now staring you in the face. Do you draft Murray and try to get like a second round pick for Rosen? That's not a bad idea. With Rosen? No, <clears throat> that's not a bad idea. I think you draft Murray. You draft you tra- Murray, you trade Rosen for the next pick. Yep. Or you've got to draft Murray at one <laughs> and trade Murray immediately. You've got to pull like uh, a San Diego, New York when they swapped um, Rivers and Eli. That's who I was thinking of before. But yeah. You got to do something like that. Yeah, I think they're, I think um, because of Mahomes, that's the new flavor. And that's what Arizona wants because they, right. they need to change something. Cause they they saw, change a lot. They saw how well, again, they're not the best team ever. I But they, they improved how Cleveland was. Right. And I think that's what they're looking at. And there are some there are some decent wide receivers in this draft. Decent. Not groundbreakers. No. Not guys that are going to change the world. But if I can get, if I can trade Rosen, and you're going to give me a second and a fifth round pick, I draft Kyler Murray. I can improve another position in the second round and still get a decent wide receiver prospect in five. All of a sudden, I went from having one young quarterback to a different skilled, better skilled young quarterback, and I got two pieces in place. It's worth discussing. Is that what they're going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just trade down. Would you? If you have the first pick? Yes. There are situations where I trade down. What would you trade down for? Uh, it would take a lot. It would take a lot. We're talking multiple picks and players. <laughs> no, seriously. We're talking about your first round this year, your second round, and your fifth round next year, and like one guy, your kicker or your punter. It's, but it's doable. Hmm. Well, maybe that's what the Steelers should do. I mean, there's a chart for this. Jerry Jones <laughs> famously had a chart about pick value. Yeah. Where every pick in the NFL draft had a numerical value. And if it had 4,100 next to it, he would not make a trade. He would not give up that pick unless the picks getting back totaled 4,100 or more. You know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, if you can get it right, I mean, but this chart supposedly is leaked. And now everybody has it. So now everybody knows what the Jerry Jones chart says about Jerry Jones pick value because nobody picks better than Jerry Jones in the Jerry Jones universe. Jerry Jones. So, but you know what? We, you know what we need to do? What do we need to do? We need to open the other beer. Sure. Because it's behind you. I brought a beer myself that I would like to share, and we're already 40 minutes in, uh, but we can go a little long tonight. Why That's not? Fine. It's the off season, man. It's the off season. I brought some uh, Headway by Counterweight. Headway. This is uh, a very high rated. It's a standard kind of IPA. But it's highly rated on Untapped. Um, I wasn't wowed. Five percent. You yeah. weren't wowed, huh? So you've had I, this. You tried it. Yes, I bought a four pack. It. I drank one, and I saved two for this. Okay. Um, and yes, I know that only totals three because there's still one in my fridge. That's what I'm doing <laughs> after I get done here. Um, it's good. I'm just not super wowed. Now, seeing as I've already had it, let's let you crack it open first. All right. It's another two beer episode, folks. Bush. One day they'll notice. Probably. Not. So I will say about Headway while Craig drinks. Uh, it's an aromatic and flavorful IPA. It gets its pronounced aroma and juicy flavor from four different varieties of American hops. Uh, words, words, words. This inaugural beer should be consumed fresh in the company of friends. Hmm. I need another taste of that. Go for it. This guy's in Hamden, by the way. It's only about 20 minute drive from where we're sitting right now. They have one out now called Crucial Mass, which is a double that is extremely highly rated and very, very hard to find. Hmm. Like treehouse level, hard to find. This is, um, all right. Well, it's not juicy at all. No, it's not juicy. <clears throat> it dries at the end. Yes. It's more of a traditional IPA where it's a lot of hops. Um, I know it's not, it's not overpowering hops, but it's definitely more pronounced than oh, it's definitely the, beer more hops we, than the, the beer we just had. Yeah. And it dries like Very now, dry like now my mouth is dry and I feel like I need to drink more. <clears throat> it's good though. That's your idea. It's good. It's just, it's, it's a good, uh, middle of the road IPA for me. 
Um, that's all I'll put it at there. I, I like it. Yeah, I'm glad no, I tried like, it. There's no like fruit flavor or anything. It's just no. It's just this hops. Is, it's just hops and then dry. And then this was their inaugural IPA. They opened the brewery with this. Uh, Crucial Mass is their new thing, but they, they, a lot of their stuff is highly rated. Um, so here's the story behind the headway, really quick. We were on our way back from a brewery. No, <laughs> from lunch with my in-laws on Sunday. And this we ended Sunday. up, yeah, we ended okay. up in Milford and we okay. wanted to stop at ShopRite. Well, right outside of ShopRite is a total line in liquor. Huge superstore. You look confused. No, go ahead. I thought my phone was going off. Oh, okay. Um, it's a huge total wine and liquor superstore. So I go in there and I start wandering and I can always find something. My phone was going off. No. I can always find something I have not seen before. Okay. In this store. Um, no, it's not somebody I know. Oh. It's probably somebody who thinks I owe them money. Well, the shock's on them. <laughs> Neither do I owe them money, nor do I have money to give them. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, Total Milford. Wine. yep. So I, no matter what I go there, hundreds of beers, all sorts of different beers, international, local, craft, everything you could possibly ask for. If it's available, they have it on their shelves at some point. Okay. So I go in and I start wandering the aisles. And nothing's jumping out at me. Okay. I'm like, all right. Yeah, okay. I've never had that before, but it doesn't sound interesting, or I've never heard of that brewery. Eh, okay. So I finally say, you know what? I'm going to pull up an, an Untapped. And I open Untapped, and I show, show me the locally highest rated beers. Okay. And I just start going down the top 10. A lot of them by Counterweight. A lot of them by Nebco. Um, and I just start looking for those beers. And like number eight was this Headway beer. was like number eight on Untapped. Okay. And I said, okay, it's here. I mean, I passed by Too Juicy because I have Too Juicy all the time. I go to Two Roads and yeah. I, I have Too Juicy whenever I want. Hashtag sponsor us. Um, you know, it, I, I don't, and it's not something I have to go looking for. So that's what made me buy this one. It was, it was decent. I was impressed, but I'm like, is it really worthy of a 4.1 on Untapped? I would give it a 3.7. Yeah, I think that 3.75 <clears throat> is much more where it's at. Yeah. For me, anyway. It's a solid IPA. But yeah, but for me, my per my personal taste, like I prefer New England IPAs in general. Yes. You and I have very similar tastes, except you prefer stouts and porters a lot more than I do. Right, and sours. And sours. When it comes to the IPAs, we're very much on the same same page. Right. Um. So this yeah. this is a good IPA. If I were in a bar and there was nothing else in the menu that looked good, I, I would order this. this in a harpy. Yeah. In a harpy. But if I walked into like a hops company in the valley. And there's 40 beers on tap. The odds of me ordering this are minimal. That's fair. There's other stuff I want to try. That's I was fair. shocked on tap. The Kent's Falls stuff was not as high rated. Really? Kent Falls. We should go there this summer. They make the best. Just because. My favorite double IPA of all times was made by Kent Falls. And that really? was Double Awkward Hug. That's awkward. Yes. <laughs> and all I could think of is a scene from the end of the last Harry Potter movie when the two sides face off and they think the war is over. And Draco Malfoy walks over to the other side and Lord Voldemort gives him this half hug. And it's the most awkward looking physical contact between two human beings <laughs> of all time. If, you look, if you've if you seen the Harry Potter movies, you Deb know what I'm talking know, about. Right, Deb? Deb absolutely knows what I'm talking about. He like puts an arm around him without touching him and then taps his shoulder with his other hand like twice. Like, uh, there's a hug that's not really a hug. Eh. And that's it. <laughs> So that's that is awkward. And so every time. And so that's when we actually the very first time I had it was at Hops Company. And that's what made me order it was double awkward hug. And all I could think of was Harry Potter. So I, I was like, all right, I'll try this. Beer. And I really liked it. Hard to find, though. Hard huh, to find. Good to know. 
So anyway. So I have a quick beer question for you. Please go on because I'm um, I'm way off the rails. That's fine. So did you know, um, I was just curious actually, if you, you still use Pine Pass? I do. What are you up to? I'm up uh, to $14. I don't, you know, I haven't looked. So if anyone doesn't know, if you travel to breweries. Um, are we going to plug them now? Yeah, why not? If you travel to breweries on a consistent basis, and you can only do this once a day. Right. But there's an app called Pint Pass. Um, P-I-N-T, like a pint of beer, pass, P-A-S-S, like I'm going like through. Yeah. Right. Um, you check in a brewery, and you get a $2 credit, which you can then use for beer at said any brewery. Yes. Um, I'm up to like $14. You're up to like 68 I'm up to 26 <laughs> nice. I'm up to 26 I visited nice. a total of nine different breweries. I've logged 11 beers. And according to this, I've been to two roads five times. <laughs> it does keep track of like which ones you've visit it the most what's nice but. too is it offers a text a beer feature right so i can take any amount off of my card and text it to craig and it will add it so, to his card say hey or have a beer Yep. have you ever cashed that in yet i haven't i'm scared we to should try it one day just to see how it works <laughs> i i do want to i'm scared to because i'm like it doesn't so it generates a credit card number is what it does is they have is a yeah so you tell it i have 26 dollars in my t- and they say to you how much is your tab my tab is 13. Then they generate a prepaid credit card on their end and just put the number on your screen for $13. They must use a rotating number of cards because uh, you only have like two hours to use it. But because it's on your screen, it has to be manually entered into whatever computer system mm. or whatever credit card charging system the brewery Interesting. uses. That's an issue. Yeah, because a lot of places don't do Everybody manual. wants to swipe. A lot of places won't do manual thing. I mean, they do, but they don't want, you know. They don't want to. And it only works at breweries. I hate, I, I've, there have been times I've gone into two roads and I'm like, I'm just going to have one beer today. I'm on my way to somewhere or I'm on my way from somewhere. And I just want to have a stop and have a beer for an hour. And I'm scared to, uh, the tab is seven bucks. And I'm so, oh, I've got money on the tab. I just could do this. <laughs> Can't do it. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. But I, I got to get over that at some point. Otherwise, I'm going to have a million dollars on this fucking tab, and I'm never going to use it. You should so. use it before the, before the app closes. So, as an aside, Sunday, I have a family function in the middle Sunday, of the state. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <clears throat> if you're not there, you better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, oh, he's laughing no. through it. I cued him, and he didn't see it. Break out. Um, on Sunday, we're going to be in the middle of the state. I found a little brewery in Southington called Witch Doctor. So my wife and I are going to stop. You should stop up with us and have a beer. Maybe really, I will if it doesn't really, snow. Really diverse menu. Really diverse menu. Menu of beers. Yes. Like there's like every style under the sun. That's a fantastic question. I don't think they did. That's nah, fine. But it's also only 10 minutes away from Hopknot where you can get pretzel dogs. <laughs> And whatnot in a beer setting. So, um, what else are we gonna talk about today? I'm running out of stuffs. <clears throat> I mean, it's the off season. Not not much has happened. There's not a ton of pressing the stuff. The biggest story is actually Antonio Brown and Kyler Murray. Yeah. Honestly. Do we want to talk about? Oh God, I'm yawning. Wow. The beer's gone. Well, how do you feel me. about the Browns' newest acquisition? Yeah, possibly. the Cream Hunt thing. Yeah, sure. Go All ahead. Right, how do so you feel about that? I'm okay with it as long as he's getting therapy and he's well, staying didn't straight. He, didn't he try to get therapy before? Allegedly, maybe. Like he went once. No. What <laughs> happened was ESPN the week afterwards sent someone to interview him. And they asked him if he was in therapy, and his response was, I've definitely been considering it. Went into a long-winded answer to try and derail the question. And then she went, but have you been to therapy yet? And he went, no. 
So, yeah. He needs to fly the straight and narrow. He runs the risk of being the next Josh Gordon. So we don't want that. Um, he does. I feel like this, and again, I'm slightly biased because my team is in the NFC North. I feel like this NFC is North. This is setting up like the Browns 2.0 with the amount of drama that is going to be on this team. You mean the Steelers? The Steelers right. 2.0. Steelers 2.0. But if winning is a great deodorant. Antonio Brown didn't develop these quirks overnight. No, they've always been Le'Veon there. Le'Veon Bell didn't want to demand money just suddenly because he felt like it. These are things they started to not win as much. They didn't make the playoffs this year. No, they did not. That's where it starts to break down. Winning covers a lot of crap up. If the Patriots go eight and eight next year, look for Tom Brady to start getting kicked in the balls by a lot of the guys. <laughs> we hear we hear every time, every time we criticize Tom Brady, we hear from our Patriot friends and, and friends and and rightfully so in their opinion that everyone speaks so highly of him. No one has a problem with him. Former players all love him. Winning is a fantastic deodorant. Do not <laughs> tell me. That's the title of this episode. There it is. Rex Burkhead is not going to praise Tom Brady if he leads them to a 6-10 and 10 record. Nah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, dramatic pause. <laughs> right. Let that sink in, folks. Winning covers up a lot of crap. So, yes, they're right. Every player comes out and talks about how much they love Brady. They love his passion. They love his dedication. But they're winning. Right. And that matters. <clears throat> That matters in how you assess a player and how much he's All right, so if they only win four games. For two or three years in a row. Then you're going to have, everyone's going to start having issues with each other. Yes. Because it's your fault we're losing, not my fault. And I think the (laughs) Patriots have built up such a um, legacy. Excuse me, I'm sorry. This beer is making me gassy. (laughs) We have seven episode titles. The beer is making me gassy and winning is the deodorant. Um, Gassy deodorants. There it is. And people are going to look at this and go, what in the holy hell? Um, here's the thing. They built up such a legacy of winning that I really think they are one 5-11 season like, away from total here's dysfunction. Here's the thing. I work with several Patriots fans. Yeah. One of them is older than us. The rest are younger than us. Bandwagons. So, so the one that's older than us, he, like, you know, like Cinch and your brother, he remembers when they were, like, 1-15. Yes. They remember Scott Zolak. Right. So he he like uh, he appreciates this time because he knows it's like on the down you know it's on the downturn. Let's and those be honest. folks definitely get more of a pass to me than the younger kids. Then there's you know there's people I work with in their twenties with that's all they know is Tom Brady and them winning. Yeah, they're like for a really big shock be, one when because it's gonna happen. Then the Patriots start losing and they don't win the AFC I think, East. I think in Brady's mind, and this is gonna this is gonna. What if the Patriots trade for Josh Rosen? We'll take a deep breath right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard the Josh Rosen remark. It's a possibility. I'm not I'm not just ignoring it. What I want to say is, in Tom Brady's mind, he's gonna ride into the sunset before that breakdown happens. The breakdown of the Patriots is not gonna be because of him. Cough, Eli Manning. <laughs> If Eli Manning retires after the last Super Bowl, he's freaking Jim Brown. <laughs> he's Barry Sanders. He's a guy who cut it off early because they decided they had done everything they could possibly do. Now, he's the clueless looking Manning who is going to get into the Hall of Fame, even though his touchdown to interception ratio is almost 50-50. Right. Because he's got two championships against the Patriots. Brady is going to hang on until he's sure he's not that guy. The moment Tom Brady looks at this team across the field and goes, 
This team can't win five games. I'm retiring. This is it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's it. That's I think in his head, that's what's going to happen. Because then when he retires and they go five and 11 after he's gone, every, whatever, what's everybody going to say? Oh, Tom Brady missed Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the John guy. John Elway won two Super Bowls <laughs> and then retired. The next year, that Denver team won eight games. What did everyone say? Oh, John Elway. <laughs> That's what he has in his head. And I think every quarterback thinks that way. I'm not just trying to single out Tom Brady. But if that year is this year of 2019, the Patriots are a six-win team. Do you really think everybody's going to be lining up to kiss Tom Brady's ass? Uh, no. Do you really think everyone's going to appreciate every five minutes, every media outlet and every continent <laughs> in the world asking, is Tom Brady finished? Hmm. They're going to be asking the punter, do you think Tom Brady should retire? The punter's going to be like, no one's ever asked me a single question. I've been in the league for 12 years. This is my first interview. Do you even do you need me to spell my name so you get it right? And he's going to be asked, do you think Brady's? No, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Quarter, I don't even know how we got on this topic. What were we talking about? I don't remember. Uh, quarterbacks, <laughs> deodorants. <laughs> uh, we were talking about winning. We were talking because I mentioned the Browns becoming the Steelers yes. 2.0. So, all right. So that's where I'm going with this. If the Browns manage 10 wins this year, if the Browns and the Browns don't have to make the playoffs, they just have to make it close. Right. They have to be contenders to in week they 14. Have to be over 500. If they're contenders in week 14, then nobody's going to care for another year or two. Right. That's it. It's They're, when you start losing, everyone cares and starts pointing fingers at whose correct. fault it is. If the Browns continue to show continual improvement, then Kareem Hunt's going to be fine. As long as Kareem Hunt keeps his nose clean, so to speak, and is doing the right Just things. don't get out of your room, Kareem Hunt. Right. Just stay in your room. Put on the smoking jacket, put on the opera, and close the door, Kareem. <laughs> Close the door, sit in front of the fireplace like an elderly miser swishing some bourbon in a cup, and close the door. Yeah, don't go in the hallway. You need a hoe door. <laughs> you need a hoe door in the hallway. You do. There's you another do. name for this podcast, hoe door in the hallway. But I, So I think it's going to be okay there. What this really says to me is Duke Johnson needs to find new employment. <clears throat> there is no way they're going to run three deep with Hunt Chubb no. and Duke Johnson. Maybe he winds up on the Jets. I just have like the Jets have so much cap room. They have to sign somebody. And the word in the street is they're not married to Crowell. No, he has a concussion history. One more concussion, he might be done playing. Yeah. You already so. think he's Batman. <clears throat> he does. I mean, it, it's the reality of it is it's like looking at a Madden lineup and seeing a guy rated 95, a guy rated 92, and then a guy rated 71. Right. And you've got to cut one because you can't keep all three. You're cutting the 71. Duke Johnson has failed to impress. I don't think he's done in the league. I don't. I think he can no, back up somewhere. you picked him a couple times this year I think, as, I a, think, as a DFF start. I think he's a backup somewhere decent, but I don't think he. it's in Cleveland. I don't. And this is clearly, this is that whole New Orleans effect. This is Kamara and Ingram in Cleveland. They want Hunt. They want a guy who can drive the ball and can catch the ball in the backfield. And they want a bruiser who can drive through the line like Nick Chubb can. That's what this move is for. The problem is for us in fantasy, who do you trust? You, you have me? no idea. I was an Ingram owner this year. The last two years, I've been an Ingram owner. You have. You've been a Camaro owner the last two years. Yes. Do either of us think, honestly, and I'm asking you honestly, knowing the question in my own heart already, do you think Alvin Kamara reached his total fantasy potential while Mark Ingram was on the team the last two years? 
No. Did Ingram enable him to do more, or did Ingram steal touches and points from him? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say touches, but it works so well, though. So he stole he stole points, or he enabled points? Mm, you know what? Going by the last two years, I'm going to say enabled. See, I, I feel they stole from each other. I really do. I feel there's so many points to go around, and they stole from each other. And that's okay. On the NFL level, that's preferable. But on the fantasy level, it's not. Can you trust Nick Chubb with Kareem Hunt in camp? No. Can you trust Kareem Hunt? Well, Nick Chubb is healthy. For yardage, but not touchdowns. There's the question. There's the big question. Who's who's get the, Who has the ball within 10 yards? <laughs> First and goal from the nine, it's Kareem Hunt. Because you want the pass catching. First and goal from the one, it's Nick, it's Chubb. Nick Chubb. Who do you draft? Hmm. I got to go with Chubb then. What do you do, Hotshot? <laughs> what do you do? Shoot the hostage. Yeah, shoot <laughs> I don't think I've ever t- have I ever told the story in the end about uh, on the on the air about my uncles playing Operation Thunderbolt. Not on the air. You told me. Okay. We have time. Go ahead. All right. I, I don't know if either of them listen to this, but this is funny. Probably on the not. Family vacation once they were playing Operation Thunderbolt, which, if you don't know, is a sequel to Operation Wolf, which is an arcade game with um, pretend Uzis. Yes, you're like a mil. It was a first person shooter, and you had to fight your way through like a terrorist compound to rescue people. At the end of Operation Thunderbolt, there are two people holding the hot the pilots hostage. My uncle spent over an hour and probably about ten dollars each getting to the very end, and then Uncle Number One, who I will not name, <laughs> shot the pilot in the head <laughs> while trying to take out the the, the terrorist. And once the pilot was dead, it was like, you have shot the pilot. There is no escape. You will become the next hostages. And that was it. Those two uncles did not speak to each other the rest of the family vacation. And that's what you got to worry about. I don't know how this tied in, but it's Operation Thunderbolt. Who do you draft? And what do you do when, when one of them doesn't, fit, doesn't work out? You invested in Kamara. I invested in Ingram. Were either of us wrong? No, I don't think so. I think they both had fantasy value and they both did, even with Ingram missing five games this year, I think they yeah. both had fantasy value and value and did the right things. But the reality is, I honestly don't think, and this is my personal opinion, either one was as successful as they could have been because of the other. That's fair. And that's what you're looking at in Cleveland. So who do you draft? Can't and, Or do you steer clear of Cleveland altogether? You want to <clears> see how it shakes out? Personally, I, I would stay clear of Cleveland at this point. For, at, probably for like at least three weeks. I'm in, I'm inclined to go with with um with Kareem Hunt just because Baker Mayfield loves to throw out of the backfield and can throw anywhere he wants. He can complete. They could. He cannot catch ninety balls. Easy. Yeah. He could. He could be literally a full time wide receiver out of the backfield. But he's gonna serve a suspension. And we have yeah, we, no idea what that's right now. Like. He's still suspended indefinitely. He's on the exempt list. He cannot play or practice while the investigation continues. And it's pretty clear just he based on the video. He for like 10 games for all we know. And, so. and here's the thing, just based on the videotape and just based on the NFL's history, he's got to be looking at a minimum of four games. Has what was, got what to was be. Zeke's eight games, six games, six. I think it was six. But there so was no tape. There's no tape. So let's so assume it's going to be at least there, six. There was tape of him pulling down a woman's shirt in like a. a there was parade. that. Yes. But it was it's it's Marty. Yeah. OK. I'm not going to defend. Right. I'm not even going to try so to justify it. So last quick question. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to wrap up. Yep. Who do you think is the biggest name the Jets will sign this offseason? Based only based on the amount of cap room that they have. I they have no literally idea. can sign anyone. If I you were no the idea. Jets, who would you sign? I'd be looking at Le'Veon Bell, but I don't know if Bell's going to go there. 
Bell wants to win. Bell wants to be this grand, exalted, high poobah. And as long as Darnold's there, I don't know that that's going to be the case. Fair. Who do you think? Uh, I would say Brown because Darnold has no one to throw to. Maybe. Other than the tight end. But he's not a free agent. They can't call him. They can't call him. They can they call the Steelers. Call him. They can call the Steelers, and the Steelers can go, go ahead and call his agent. We've already given permission. <laughs> but they can't call him. That's the worst part. Even when the Steelers give permission, you still have to call the Steelers to a, get a verbal acknowledgement that you yeah. have permission. If the media says, oh, they've given permission, by league rules, that is not enough. <laughs> you need to physically speak with the team and get permission. That's right. Shall we just make that our final thought? I don't have any thoughts left in my head. I'm a beer and a half in. I don't, I, and I don't want to talk about Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I don't like the Steelers. People tell me I'm a Patriot hater. No, <laughs> I'm not a Patriot hater. I am a Steelers hater and he I is. am proud of it. He is. I am proud of it. I will go to my grave telling you that Mike Tomlin is a bad coach. Bad, 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 bad. bad. He's been the coach for a very long time. The Steelers have had four coaches in the last hundred years. Four. <laughs> That's not a joke. You have to go all the way back into the 60s. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin. In the last 30, 40, 50 plus years. I think I think yeah. uh, Knoll took over in 71. So what's that? That's uh, 48 years ago. In 48 years, they've had three coaches. Three coaches. There yeah. are teams, multiple teams in the NFL, who have had more coaches in that span than the Steelers have had in their entire history. And they're one of the oldest teams in the league. That is true. Three coaches in almost 50 years. They don't give up on their coaches even when they should. It's a valid point. Um, the one thing that I learned this week. Yeah, give me your final thought. Um, the, the one thing I learned this week, that Aaron Glenn is a defensive back coach for the Saints. This is how you know you're getting old, kids. Aaron Glenn. <laughs> when players you used to draft or follow are coaching, you are old. <laughs> Not guys you heard about. Not like when Mike Singletary took over the Niners. I was like, oh, yeah, that was before. Fan- no, no. I had Be- Eric Bieniemy on the team. Me too. I had. He defenses. played for the Bengals. That's right. I had Aaron Glenn on defenses. <clears throat> I may yep. have even drafted Frank Reich at some point. I don't recall. <laughs> yeah. The Bengals actually wanted to hire him as their defensive coordinator. And the Saints said no. <clears throat> because apparently he is the heir apparent to be the head coach in, uh, that, for the that, Saints. That, the, that just gives me gas. <laughs> all right let's wrap it up we will be back next week uh all right so we talked about the afc north last week we talked about the nfc north next week next week let's shift to the east let's see if we can get one of our uh patriot experts in here to mansplain the afc east to no, us oh boy uh we'll see what we can do um but uh we'll figure no, it out we should get john here it'll never happen why because because he's the only jet fan we need a zucks a zucks position juxtaposition there's your title folks all right i'm just gonna leave it at that all right but we'll be back next week as always leave us a review follow us on twitter gmail all that fun stuff until then i am brett i'm craig we're the football fig nuts